Luca and the Mavs get a big win over the Wolves. The Bulls snap back in a big way. And the Sixers, without Embiid and Harden, get a win? This is Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On NBA, your daily source for all things NBA on the Locked On Network, your team every day. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network and the co-host of Locked On Nuggets, joined by my co-host and partner, David Ramil. He's co-host of Locked On Heat. You can follow his work at DRamil13 on Twitter. We want to thank you for making us part of your day and making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This is the Tuesday show, breaking down the slate in the NBA on Monday. we got a lot to go over. David, uh, let's not waste any time with these nine games we've got on the slate. Let's start <laughs> with the last game of the night. Dallas Mavericks taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Wolves in moved into the sixth spot with the Nuggets loss on Sunday. The Mavericks currently in fifth, trying to chase and catch up to Utah. Uh, big games this week between these two teams. They play tonight, and they play again on Friday. Uh, Mavericks get the win in a really close, contested, yeah. felt like a playoff game atmosphere. 110-108 with a bunch of hijinks at the end. Patrick Beverly <laughs> does a great job missing a free throw. Wackiness on the call at the end. They get a foul again. He misses the other free throw. Towns gets the rebound. It looks like he's pushed out of bounds by Dwight Powell. No call. Game over. Uh, there was a a lot of controversy in this one. Uh, Chris Finch wanted a three shot foul for Patrick Beverly at the end of this game. Both sides very upset with the officiating. Luka Doncic in this game was rough. Five of seventeen. For 15 points, 10 assists, but eight turnovers, six boards, minus seven. David, yeah. the Wolves went into Dallas, got a 5 of 17 game from Luka, outscored the Mavs <laughs> when he was on the floor by seven, and they lost. Yeah, it was pretty rough, but uh, mostly because they got a pretty good effort from everybody else. Like the the supporting cast in Dallas did a phenomenal job. Dorian Finney-Smith had some big shots down the stretch, so did Reggie Bullock. Uh, it was a, a great egalitarian effort there. Like so many people contributing to tonight's success for Dallas. Jalen Brunson with 15, matching Lucas 15, getting 20 from Spencer Dinwiddie, the broadcast there talking about whether Dinwiddie maybe being second to James Harden in terms of the best player traded at the NBA trade deadline and making the most impact for their new team. That's a, a pretty fair point there. I think that's a, that's pretty realistic there. Minnesota though, I got to be honest with you. You were, you were mentioning that Chris Finch wants the, the three point call there. I don't, I didn't see it. Yeah. Like he, uh, Beverly clearly was not in the gathering motion or anything like that. He was just was firmly on the ground when he got fouled there. And, uh craziness though the, the, those free throws at the end they're just back and forth with beverly missing a number of free throws added a lot of excitement to a pretty good matchup there and look minnesota has been a really really good team and unfortunately couldn't find a way to win it out tonight against dallas they had the energy they had the home crowd and they had everybody contributing and stepping up for luca what a night when he couldn't get his offense rolling so for the time being the Denver nuggets moving into the sixth spot the wolves slide mm -hmm. back into the seventh uh, the Mavericks now lead the season series 2-1. Tiebreaker determined uh, on Friday. I'll say this. This win almost guarantees that the Mavericks are not going to be in the play-in. And the reason I say that 
is that even if the Wolves win the one later this week, the Mavericks have to get just three more wins versus conference opponents or like two lot two wins and a ma- and a Wolves loss to a conference opponent for them to clinch tiebreaker, even if the Wolves are able to split the season series. So this gets them tiebreaker. They're now up three games in the loss column. That gets them a little bit of separation, few games remaining. The Mavericks it's not done. I would, I'm not, I use the term near lock when I think something is just, is like, I can't mathematically say it's done. This is pretty close to it. The Mavericks are very likely to uh, make the playoffs outright after this win tonight. Elsewhere in the association, why don't we go on over and check out the Utah jazz and the Brooklyn nets. Uh, You know, this one probably should have felt a little bit more like a big time matchup. It's in Brooklyn. So no Kyrie Irving uh, and Kevin Durant decided to put on one of those. Hey, guess what? You could still say on any given night, I'm the best player in the world. Any given night, just roll the ball out there and see what happens. And there's a good chance you're going to walk away thinking I'm the best player in the world. KD was, was had 37 points. He was 15 of 23, including four of seven from three, nine boards, eight assists, four turnovers, one steal and a plus six. Uh, there was a stretch where he in the third quarter where he was just like he has these stretches this season, David, where you're you you are reminded of this guy's trajectory and how like this was a guy that was MVP in 2014 and like he has been at this level. Yeah. The Golden State era, uh, um, hmm, how can I put this? As disappointing, I think for a lot of people as it was, it shouldn't change the perception of this guy let alone the fact that Katie's doing this after coming back from an Achilles tear. That's nuts. That's just insane. Yeah. Um, but the, the Nets, honestly, they got whatever they wanted offensively. Bruce Brown at 22. Nick Claxton had 15. Patty Mills had 13. Dragic had seven dimes. Like, this this honestly was not as close as the box score kind of shows. Like, it shows it as an eight-point win. This got up to 17 at one point. Um, yeah. The Jazz were simply not able – they didn't have the firepower in this one, despite Mitchell having 30 and Conley having 18. Eight. Conley was actually really good tonight, and he was outscored by 19 when he was on the floor. They do The Jazz do not have the perimeter wing defenders to slow down a team like Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're really going to stop Kevin Durant anyway. Right. But they right. didn't have anybody that was going to be able to slow I mean, anybody else from making the, any kind of contribution. The 22 points from, from Brown, I think, were particularly – painful for the jazz that they couldn't get a stop from a player like Brown. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not Kyrie Irving. Certainly he does a pretty yeoman's work filling in for him and doing a pretty good job that way. But uh, most of all, I I just, that they're missing Bojan Bogdanovic too. Like uh, without his scoring, they just couldn't seem to get anything going. And look, maybe you're right. Uh, The defensive issues are certainly there for Utah, but they certainly miss Bogdanovic's long range shooting just five of 15, for Mitchell tonight, so the three-point shot not uh, not there for Donovan tonight, and it cost the team pretty handily. And, and to your point, look, uh, Utah outscored the Nets in the fourth quarter when it was already pretty much a given that Brooklyn would walk away with this win. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, Brooklyn's still dangerous, still a team that nobody wants to face, right? Even with Irving, even without Irving, rather, even without Ben Simmons, they're looking as good as ever. And, and yeah, I mean, when you have a player like Durant who can just take over games, I mean, Look, everybody's talking about the MVP award and everything else, but the best player still resides in Brooklyn. He is absolutely dominant. On nights like tonight, you're reminded of how incredible a scorer he is. Yeah, and if he had stayed healthy, I think like I thought he was in the lead when he got hurt, and I thought sure. he would have. I thought he would have coasted 
pretty easily to that to that award. And it's a shame, really, that he got hurt. It, he deserves more than one MVP in his career. Um, yeah, and so like I don't think this is a bad lot for for the Jazz, right? Like you're without Bogdanovich, you're on the road, and KD did KD things. Like what are you going to do, right? Um, I do think it's it's kind of worrisome that their defense is so far away from where they want it to be. It's just like that was always a staple of, of Utah, right? That's the whole point of having Rudy Gobert is you have right. like this phenomenal defensive player, but they just can't get the stops because they're wing defenders. And it's just, uh, I, I continue to think that's a little bit of an issue. Um, Brooklyn's got a little bit of momentum. They got a little bit of spark here. Uh, I think Bruce Brown's given them some stuff. Nick Claxton tonight, they went super stretchy, super switchy, uh, super small with Claxton. And he was seven of eight for 15 and gave them really good minutes. Claxton did some really good stuff defensively in this game. So I think the Nets might have something cooking just a little bit. Uh, quick one, a very close game. It was really entertaining. It was a wild comeback uh, by the Pelicans, but ultimately they fall short versus the Charlotte Hornets, 106, 103. Uh, this game came down to the wire. LaMelo Ball uh, absolutely roasted Jackson Hayes for a floater at the end <laughs> of the game. Uh, to put them yeah. up three. Um, and then immediately, like I'll say this, like the they the Hornets scored, and then um Jose Alvarado just went like coast to coast in like two seconds because the Hornets just do not play defense and managed to get get, get a layup um to pull them back. The Hornets wind up holding on, they get a defensive stop right at the end. The Pels can't get a clean shot off at the end of the game because they double they do the Hornets. For as bad as they are defensively, they had one good sequence where they really doubled CJ McCollum exceptionally well, and nobody on the on the Pelicans flashed to put pressure. They didn't have enough time to execute, but they had like short roll kick out to a corner three, but they didn't have the time to execute it because the Hornets put too much pressure on the ball. So uh, good win for the Hornets as they continue to, to put space between them and and missing the the um, the play, postseason entirely. Um, I feel pretty confident yeah. in saying that they're going to be a play-in team at this point with Washington's loss tonight, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, LaMelo was 17 tonight. Terry Rozier, who I always talk about on the show, um, was 17 as well. Uh, LaMelo Ball was really good tonight. I've, I've been, I've came on the show last week and was a little bit skeptical and, and critical of him. 17 and nine, just one turnover. Uh, LaMelo played much better tonight than some of the other games I've seen him in. Uh, and very uh, Pelicans fans are very upset because there was a controversial ejection on Herb Jones for a flagrant two because on a drive he hit somebody with an elbow. It was a bad flagrant two. It's probably going to get overturned. Um, I understand Pelicans fans being mad because they love Herb Jones, but this is one they probably needed to get versus uh, versus the Hornets. Yeah, uh, kind of overlooking too the the spark plug off the bench. Isaiah Thomas reportedly uh, being oh, yeah. signed by the Hornets for the rest of the team. Yeah, fifteen points for him, five of nine off the floor, two of three from three point range. Continues to provide that offensive boost as he has throughout his career too. So he's uh, he's found a home at least for the next couple of weeks. Uh, who knows how long Charlotte's postseason run if they do wind up getting uh, you know into the past the play-in tournament, who knows how long they'll be able to last beyond that, but at least for a few more weeks, we'll be able to see Isaiah Thomas contributing offensively out there. Mason Plumley also very good tonight. Quiet game, 11, bo- 11 <laughs> points, 10 boards, three assists, but just thought he did like a lot of the, like, the little stuff. I like Mace. Yeah. I like covering him in Denver. Let's take a break. Always we'll come back and him. we'll get to the rest of the slate, including, let's take it with David on um, exactly... What happened to the Miami Heat and what seemed like a gimme spot? We'll also, later in the show, uh, the Bulls, are they back? All that and more, and we could come back on Locked On NBA. But first, I need to tell you about Online. You know, it's that year again as college basketball's tournament is in full force. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all 
your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news of the season, not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll be right back on Locked On NBA. Back here on Locked On NBA, thanks for making this part of your day and making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is Locked On Now. It's got daily NBA recaps from our local experts and analysis. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Check it out, the Locked On Now podcast. All right, continuing on with a recap of the Monday slate in the NBA. David, the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> decided to punt the game on Monday. They sat James Harden. They sat Joel Embiid. Titanic matchup of number three in the East versus number one in the East. Playoff preview. Oh, they're going to sit everybody. <sighs> and the heat, the heat fell victim to the classic letdown spot. Yeah, pretty much sums it up. Uh, not only that, but they also <laughs> yeah. had Tyrese Maxey in Philadelphia. He had a pretty good game for them. Uh, look, uh, no excuses for Miami. They're uh, they're starting lineup intact. They got 20 points plus from Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Bama DeBio. Seems like it was a recipe that would lead to an easy victory for the Heat. But so much of their offense has relied so heavily on the likely six-man of the year, Tyler Hero, and Tyler really struggled tonight. Uh, Just 5 of 15 from the floor for only 10 points, and he just could not seem to get it going offensively. Uh, Philadelphia targeting him all night defensively as well. At one point, there was a, a great pseudo six man of the year battle there between shake Milton and Tyler hero. That was a lot of fun to watch, but Maxie really was a difference maker uh, as bad as uh, Miami's offense was for most of the night. Uh, Tyrese Maxie was equally as good. He was just dominant down the stretch, had some big shots. There was one possession in particular there that kind of really summed up the game. We talked about it on locked on heat where Jimmy Butler tried to draw a foul uh, didn't he got the call, but he, he thought he had the and one opportunity. They waved off the basket because he really wasn't in the process of shooting the ball. Then wound up taking a very ill-advised three-point shot, went 0 of 3 from the night. Uh, and then uh, Maxi grabbed the rebound, hit a three-pointer on the other end, and that really sealed the game for the Philadelphia 76ers. He also managed to block on Caleb Martin, something that hasn't been – I don't think that's happened all season long because Martin has been absolutely phenomenal as a spark plug for the heat, but Maxi just doing it on both ends. He had a great game for the, for the Sixers with 28 points and Milton also contributed 20 off the bench too. Furkan Korkmax had a huge game as well with 18 points. He had some nice big shots for them early on to really keep them in it. And uh, Philadelphia looked like a really good deep team and Miami looked like a team that's kind of just coasting and still struggling offensively. They have, issues that need to be resolved and i'm not sure that they're going to they don't look as smooth and as fluid it's just a bad game perhaps but they don't look as smooth lately as they did earlier in the season this is what i I think i love about this miami heat team in terms of like the storyline and the intrigue of them in the playoffs is if you tell me that they if you could just tell me that the heat are gonna be at least make it to game six i feel like they can beat anybody but they gotta get to game sure. like when it becomes crunch time and it's ugly and stilted and you figured out the rotations and it's just like it's a grind yeah. like that's where they thrive and that's where i think they can really win 
but when it's like a if it's a high octane kind of offensive showdown like they just don't have the weaponry this year which is weird because i feel like they have like a lot of guys with tyler and jimmy and kyle and and robinson but like duncan was two of six tonight from three yeah uh hero and Struz combined for oh of eight from three kyle was the only thing that kept them above water three point range six yeah. of eleven for him you know they, they they hit 10 threes the sixers hit 15 and that's, I don't mean to simplify it that much, but that kind of is your game where, where was, you know, Furkan Korkmaz hits, hits four off the bench. Tyrese hits three and as part of his 28, as part of that big game you mentioned. Um, Jordan Yang, who I, I think has been great for the Sixers this year, has another good game. Uh, very, very quietly, Tobias Harris, 14 points on 12 shots, eight boards and six assists. Yep. Quiet overall game. That was, that's promising because he's struggled so much and has gotten a lot of heat. Um, I don't know if you know this, David, but sometimes Sixers fans can be mean. So good to see Tobias Harris really? uh, having. <laughs> it's good, good to see Tobias Harris having uh, a pretty good night. The Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Oof, this mm. this was a big time win for the Chicago Bulls. This is exactly the win that they needed. Um, they've been struggling. It's been tough. There was an update today that Lonzo Ball is going to stop running activities for at least a week hmm. it's not that he has t- suffered a setback it's that he's plateaued and so they're trying to basically like let's just rest him and then see if we can then you know then take a step forward Rapid he's not up. heading in the direction that they want but the bulls got a big contributor back and that's patrick williams uh who returns to action for the first time since the first month of the season williams didn't shoot great from the field three of eight seven points two rebounds minus one in the box score but i could tell you that williams hit a big time three. He made a lot of good defensive plays and he just gives them a different dimension. And that was big, but the difference in this one on top of the Toronto Raptors being uh, without OG Anobi and being a little tired on the second night of the back-to-back, the big difference in this one was Zach Levine who went for 26 points on nine of 18 shooting six rebounds and six assists. He had a monster third quarter. Like the box score will say that he and DeRozan both contributed 26 Levine's game was very loud. He got, he crashed the offensive glass. He got moves off the dribble. He hit spot up three pointers. He dove on the floor. Levine put together a terrific game in this one and got the bulls a much needed win over the Raptors. Yeah. Solid game for Vucevic. Also Nikola uh, chipping in 19 points. Uh, and, and I can't even believe this statistic as I'm reading it. 18.8% shooting from three-point range for the Toronto Raptors. They go yeah, 6 right. of 32. That's not going to get it done in today's NBA. Sorry. Uh, Precious Achua starting in place of Anunoby. Over 5 from three-point range. He continues to be a, a great find for the Raptors there. Look, I, I I know I bag on Precious somewhat because I saw him struggle his rookie season in Miami. And I know Toronto fans are enamored and think he's going to be a great player. Shows all his promise, but I just I don't see it. I just never have, and I don't. I'm not a believer, even if he has the occasional good game. Uh, overall, though, even Fred VanVleet struggled from three point range, three of twelve for him. So a bad night for them. A good defensive night overall for Chicago, and yeah, a nice boost with the return of Patrick Williams. I'm not sure how much he'll be able to contribute, like in in terms of the playoff rotation and whether or not he has a significant chunk of time that he gets to play on a nightly basis. But if he's able to provide that different look, that's all you want in the playoff matchup. You want to be able to throw different looks at your opponents, be a little bit more versatile, and Williams certainly provides that edge for Chicago. Bulls now three up in the loss column on seven seed Toronto. And in this game, they won the all important tiebreaker big game for them. Uh, I will tell you long time, precious doubter, long time, precious doubter. I've liked the way he's played lately. Just, 
I will I will say I've been I've been I get your skepticism. I totally get it. And look, my usual take on these things, David, is that if the Miami Heat have a guy who succeeds for them and they let him go, I am out. That's my general right. that's my general take. Is if Miami lets them go, no 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 no. You don't want it's right. like the Spurs. If the Spurs are like, "No, we're good." You should be no. You be that's a big red flag. That's a giant flare in the sky. <laughs> um but I like I I yeah. just thought I saw Precious twice. I saw him in the game on Friday versus Phoenix. And then I saw him again in the win over the nuggets. Yeah. I saw him back to back games last week. So um, thought he had, had really good performances there, but yeah, uh, definitely inconsistent for sure. Uh, tough one for Toronto on the back to back, still trying to figure out their way. They look, when they look good, they look awesome. And when they don't, they, they don't yeah. um, speaking of don't <laughs> the uh, Houston Rockets. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you know what? Honestly, little, Good for the Wizards for just deciding that they don't want that playing spot. Just no thanks. One, two, three, Cancun. The Washington <laughs> Wizards lose to the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets on Monday night. They fall 115 to 97. The Rockets kind of coasted in this one. Uh, they got 39 points from Christian Wood, who went 14 of 18 from the field. Uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis did his usual work 22 points, 13 boards, four assists. But the bench really got tore up uh, versus the Rockets bench line. And they just couldn't keep him off the glass. And that was a huge problem when Christian Woods able to get, you know, whatever he wants inside would also grab 10 uh, rebounds on the defensive end. Jalen green with another strong game, seven to 14 from the field, 17 points, six rebounds, five assists. Jalen's really turned a corner. Uh, good second half of the season for Jalen builds him some momentum going into next year. Sure. Sure. Wish we could have had that in the beginning of the season after all the money I put on him for rookie of the year, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm glad the youngsters have him. <laughs> a, a pretty good game. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who's had some mm, problems as of late with his engagement and behavior and things, which is not new for him. 11 points and 5 of 13 shooting. Um, the the Wizards just really, they couldn't shoot in this one. 6 of 29 from three-point range. KCP went 0 of 5. Pretty listless performance. They just kind of went through the motions. Um, couldn't really get anything going in this one. Obviously, no Bradley Beal. Kuzma was also out for this one, so that's like a huge, like, hey, what about Kuzma? But uh, rough one for the Wizards as they try and find their way into the play-in tournament. <laughs> yeah, are they really trying to find their way into the play? Yeah, are they? they, they Feels <laughs> more like they're trying to fight their way out of it, uh, especially hot in the heels of the report that Bradley Beal is what potentially looking to explore other options in uh, yeah. this offseason. Yet again, I don't know how much stock I put in those rumors, but yet. Our reports, but still uh, a bad day overall in Washington uh, and the Wizards just, uh, well, did not look great. So I, I'll be honest, I did not watch much of that game, but I don't think <laughs> that I missed anything either. <laughs> Wizards tragic number is seven uh, for their elimination <laughs> from postseason contention. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about, um, I don't believe this, but I'm going to ask you, David, are, are the Lakers back? We'll get to that yeah. later unlocked on nba <laughs> but first i gotta tell you about the athletic greens company so my brother-in-law is one of the most accomplished people in that i've met in my entire life uh he is a lieutenant colonel in the united states air force he is currently getting his doctorate in philosophy at the university of hawaii uh he oh. is a uh he is a certified crossfit trainer uh, he is oh. one of the smartest people and he takes exceptional care of his body. He was at my house this weekend for spring break and he asked me like, Hey, what's this? Cause it was my athletic, athletic greens box. And I was like, Oh, it's this new sponsor that we've got. It's a supplement. 
um, that starts you out in the morning. And he was like, can I try it? And I was like, sure. Cause he takes a lot of them. And he said, this one actually tastes better than almost all the other ones that I use. It's got fruit powder in it, which makes it taste way, way better. Athletic greens helps you with gut health, more energy, optimize immune system. It helps you with all these things. You don't have to take pills or vitamins or anything like that. It gets you all in one. You take a scoop of it in the morning with some water tastes like a, a fruity kind of tropical taste. And it's amazing. Yep. You got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Check it out, athleticgreens.com. We're also brought to you today by Rock Auto. It's the best place for you to get parts for your car or truck. There's all these different makes and models out there, and if you go into a big box store, you're going to say, hey, I need this part, and they're going to say, okay, well, do you have an SL or an SX? And you're going to say, I I don't know. I just have the car. I I don't know. Why would I remember which which acronym I have. So then you have to go out to the car and figure out which one that is and then come back in and tell them it's this. You don't have to worry about that. You can just shop for it easy and you're going to save a lot of money with rockauto.com in your at home and in your pocket. You get to spend, sometimes if you go into these big box stores, you're going to spend 30%, 50%, sometimes even 100% more on parts rather than at Rock Auto. Uh, a, Honda, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 bucks from a chain store. It's just 216 from rock auto that's a great deal it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer and they got everything that you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today and find the solutions for your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices the best parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com we'll be right back on locked on nba Final segment here on Locked On NBA. Thanks for making this your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, uh, this show, Locked On NBA. I always do this read, and it's the read for this show. So if you're not doing it, so since you're on this show already, why don't you go check out Locked On Heat and Locked On Nuggets, the two shows that David and I host on the Locked On Network. Uh, You can check that out. Or the Locked On Now podcast, which I mentioned earlier. All right, David, let's wrap up the three-game slate in the NBA. Look, I, every time I say that maybe things are turning around, it gets worse for them. So I'm a little skeptical, but I got to tell you, the last four games for the, for the Lakers outside of a bummer of a loss over the weekend have actually got me a little bit like maybe they're not completely dead. The Lakers get the win over the Cavaliers tonight, 131 to 120 in a defensive battle. Uh, LeBron put on a show for the home state crowd. 38 points on 17 of 29 shooting, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, just three turnovers. He was magnificent. This was like all the stuff LeBron does, the fadeaways, a hammer dunk, fading threes, like all of the stuff, split the double, power his way through, drop off pass the winning Gabriel for the dunk, all, all the stuff. But the hidden story here, Russell Westbrook. Yes, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> 20 points on 7 of 14 shooting, 7 of 14 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, 11 assists, just one turnover. They outscored the Cavaliers by 23 points 
with Russell Westbrook on the floor, David. I ask you, are the Lakers back? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to no. say no. Nope. I'm going to say no. Look, strong showing, and I even wanted to come down here and, and bring you my my LeBron for MVP hot take here because I think he's she probably should be in the conversation, and yet I can't I can't realistically say it. Like I mean, they got 20 points from DJ Augustine tonight. They got 12 points from Stanley Johnson. I don't know how realistic these things are. Like this Cavs team should have done a better job putting them away. I saw that first quarter, and I was like, oh, this is a listless effort. From the Lakers, the Cavs look like they've got this extra spark there. LeBron is like, oh, touching his head because he got fouled. And he's like, oh, he's checked out of the game early on. I thought they were just going to sit him out. And all of a sudden, everybody just takes it up a notch. And yet, I can't – I'm not a believer. I can't be. I don't know. I I know they're still a dangerous loomer. I know that the – that they still have the potential to to be able to knock off any team, but you know if everybody is as engaged and you get the incredibly efficient night from Russell Westbrook that you rarely get. Uh, but having said that, no, I do not think they are back. I, I maintained all year. I've said repeatedly this season. I've said, you know, teams are always play better with Russell Westbrook in the second half of the season. And then sure. the second half of the season came and they didn't get better. And I was like, well, maybe it's after all-star this year. And then the all-star came and they didn't get better. Maybe it's just like the last 10 games. Maybe just like the last 10 games are going to play better with Russell Westbrook. Um, the game I'll be interested in the game versus the Sixers on Wednesday. I'll say this. Here, here's the thing I actually have kind of started to think about with the Lakers. There's nowhere for them to go. There's really not. Um, after tonight's win, they are three games up on the San Antonio Spurs for and the Portland Trailblazers, who we'll get to in a second, um, for the 11th spot, for that for one of the last play-in spots. They're one up on the Pelicans now in the lost column after the Pels loss. Realistically, I don't think that they can fall out. I don't think the Spurs, much like the Washington Wizards, I don't think the Spurs have a lot of interest in making the 10 spot just to play another game and get eliminated or win two games randomly and then get eradicated in a first round series. Um, I think that they understand that they're better off with the lottery odds. The Blazers certainly understand that. I don't know what Portland's going to have to do to get there, but we'll get to there in a second. Um, So the Lakers are kind of stuck, right? They can't go anywhere. If you can't go anywhere, you might as well make the most of it. And I I think maybe it's like one of those, like after it's only after you've lost everything that you're free to do anything things. Um, Now look, I said like last four games. I actually meant three because they beat the Raptors on Friday. They lost uh, by eight to the Wizards. <laughs> they just lost to the Rockets um, on Saturday. And then they get this win, right? So it's like three games and they've lost. They've still lost one, two, three, four, five, six of their last nine games. Okay. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> Things are not good. No. Um, no. But here's the problem. They're never going to be dead just because you can't ever count them out because they have too much talent. They have too much guy, too much guy, especially – if Anthony Data Davis gets it back and is able to play, I'm not going to be able to just say absolutely no way. I'm going to have to see. I'm going to say probably, almost definitely, but there's always going to be like a, well, maybe. Um, I think we've learned enough about LeBron to know that that's true. Speaking of those Portland Trailblazers, boys, you're going the wrong way. The Portland Trailblazers get the win tonight over the Detroit Pistons, 119-115. Uh, okay, look, guys, we cover the league, and there's all these games on at the same time, and I have to make decisions about what I'm going to watch and what I'm not going to watch. I I went back, and now I did go back on Synergy. 
I did go back on Synergy and I watched Brandon Williams put up 23 points on six of 17 shot, shots. Really good stuff from Brandon Williams, who is like making a name for himself. He started tonight. This is the starting lineup. I should hope so. <laughs> this is the starting making lineup. a name for himself because I saw that starting lineup, but I had no idea who anybody was. Like four, eighty yeah. percent of that starting lineup is pretty unknown to me, and that's yeah. something. Like this is the starting lineup for the for the Blazers. Justice Winslow. There's a guy that we know. Uh, Trendon <laughs> Watford. Uh, Drew Eubanks, formerly of yeah. the San Antonio Spurs. C.J. Ellaby, who I gotta tell you. I have a hard time enjoying CJ Elby. He was very good tonight, by the way, um, on the clips that I actually went back and watched. 16 on points on five of seven shooting. Um, got to the line seven times, too. That was part of the problem is uh, that the Blazers, <laughs> um, not kidding, like 49 free throws in this one. Like just an absurd amount of free throws in this contest and uh, made a pretty good percentage of them. But ultimately, yeah, the. Uh, the Pistons, who I think have been playing pretty well, they've actually been, I've enjoyed them. Sadiq Bay, basically the mascot yep. of the show at this point, 25 points on six of 17 <laughs> shooting, not a great shooting night for him. Uh, five of 13 from three. Kay Cunningham had 25 and seven on 10 of 17, should have been pretty good. The bench was okay, but they just couldn't get stops. The Pistons defense was really bad tonight versus a, a Blazers team. Like, it honestly felt a little bit like the Pistons. This is what's crazy. The Detroit Pistons did not get up for this game. Like they looked down on the Blazers because of where they were at and they got bit. And I'm like, Pistons, you are not in that position. Now, don't be wrong. Like Detroit wins here, right? Because they get the loss. They've been winning a little bit lately and that's bad for their for their lottery odds. But with Portland, I keep looking at Portland being like, guys, you realize like the Lakers, if you give the Lakers an opportunity, they're going to make you take that play in spot. Um <laughs> I, I, if you're Joe Cronin in, in, in Portland, re- really need to, maybe you need to, to rest the other, the, the guys that you've put into for the other guys. Like, I don't know what they need to do, but this is two tanking squads. I was, uh, I was, I was surprised that Portland was able to kind of like really show up in this game. Thought it would maybe be worse than it was, but Hey, I guess Portland's got some good vibes going on. I mean, somebody's got to win, right? I mean, uh, at this <laughs> point, <laughs> uh look bad shooting all around not great teams it's just it's an ugly game and uh yeah somebody has to wind up winning uh tonight and that's all it was portland got uh lucky unlucky depending on how you're looking at it i suppose uh final game on the slate after i spent way too much time on blazers pistons uh celtics thunder (laughs) Uh, celtics on the back-to-back uh going to okc riding the hot streak uh, on the back-to-back yep. after beating the Nuggets and just cruised. 132-123. Thunder made a little run in the third quarter. Uh, Celtics offense. The the Celtics offense still has this, like, one stretch of game where it just sputters. They're kind of like Miami in that regard, where it's like yeah. they look great and everything's working, and then they get to this one spot, and it's like everything just grinds down into dirt for a little bit. But they managed to take care of business. 36 points for Tatum. One of the best players um, over the second half of the season. Seven boards That's and so six good. assists for Tatum. Grant Williams, who's been playing fantastic, gets a start in this one. And he goes for 20 points and 10 boards on 7-14 shooting. He was fantastic versus the Nuggets, and he was good in this spot. He gets the start for Robert Williams. They got uh, a rest spot because his knee has been bothering him a little bit. Jalen Brown chipped in 25. A um, little surprise on the back-to-back that they went only with an eight-man rotation and and really – you know, yeah. Hauser played 12, but they had a lot of guys out in this one. Um, oh, another one to mention here is uh, Peyton Pritchard, who goes for 18 points, 5 of 11 from deep for 
uh, I believe fast PP is the, the, the word for it. Um, and so he gets that production for them and more important than this game. Cause obviously the, the, the thunder, we know what the thunder are, are up to. Um, I will ask you this, David, I, I'm really curious in your perspective on this. Cause I was arguing about this with my action network colleague on a podcast today uh, on buckets, which you can also download. Um, if it's heat Celtics, mm. what do you think that that matchup looks like? And who do you think should be favored? Uh, at this point, I think it uh, skews pretty heavily uh, in Boston's favor, to be honest with you. Okay. Like while Miami has the, the better depth and I'd give, Spo the edge as far as a coach is concerned. I think Imodoka has been done a fantastic job, uh, and I I really like the move when he was brought on board. I I was a believer in the Celtics uh, during the preseason, and then they kind of just started off slowly, and they had those internal issues in the locker room and everything else. But they've just come on so well. But given the fact that Tatum is playing as well as he has and averaging what is it thirty three points over his last ten games, shooting fifty percent from the field, forty three percent from three. He's been so good, and that's that's where Miami has an issue because they don't have that one guy that you can just toss the ball into and have him go get the bucket. The closest thing they have is Tyler Hero. So Boston being so good defensively, so cohesive, and getting these kinds of incredible performances offensively, I, I think. I think that's a series that could probably go seven, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six or five, even to be honest. And I think Boston could find a way to knock off the heat. They're just, they're playing so well and Miami's kind of struggling and, you know, you're, you're queuing cue jokes about, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler being stupidly locked in like he was last year and then getting swept by Milwaukee, et cetera. So I, I'm taking my homework glasses off and I'm saying that Boston Celtics are probably the better team at this point in time. I thought the Celtics were going to win that 2020 series and the Celtics yeah. would win like three quarters, but their the other quarter they would have would be like the worst quarter of any basketball team in the history yeah. of man. And then the, the, at the exact same time, the heat would get red hot. I would love to see that series. It's two switchable teams with great athletes. Yeah. I would love to see Robert Williams versus Bam. I'd love to see Jason Tatum versus Jimmy Butler. I'd love to see Jalen Brown and, and Kyle Lowry doing savvy things. I just, I, Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry in a just absolute grift off would be incredible. Um, you got <laughs> Al Horford and PJ Tucker as the veterans. Like that series would be absolutely phenomenal. I'm hopeful that we get it. Um, and I'm hopeful I can break it down with you here on Locked On NBA, which that's going to wrap it up for tonight's edition of Locked On NBA. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all the shows throughout the week on the Locked On NBA podcast and throughout the Locked On Network. You can find David at DRamil13. I'm at HP Basketball on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you guys again next week for another edition of Locked On NBA.